my name is Linda Lyne. I'm from Killarney and I'm a zoologist. Where did zoology come into your life? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I, I studied as a mature student, so I had a, a former life and, and now a, a current life as a zoologist. So I've always been fascinated by the natural world. I grew up a stone's throw from Killarney National Park and uh, I have family in the Black Valley. Um, in, so I'm very fortunate that I spent a lot of time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started working and I actually worked as a travel consultant in Cork. And wow, traveled. the difference! Yeah, I know, it's, it's, it's quite a random one, but it was all about travelling for me. So I worked in travel so that I could continue to explore other countries. And all my trips were always about like what animal can I see when I'm there you know and I'd see something on David Attenborough and I'd be like right I want to go gorilla trekking in Uganda or whatever it might be um and then it dawned on me like oh you know I saw those people there and they were working on this research and that research and uh, I looked up different things and I realized I could study zoology at UCC so I retrained and uh, here I am and I've just completed my master's research as well so well a big congratulations to you Thank on that you because much. that's not easy anyone <laughs> who has done a master's will say that yeah yeah it's been tough but it's it's been nice to have it have the study topic on uh, an animal that I'm so fascinated with you say you went traveling and you saw you know lots of different animals and other people researching them what was the one that you were most amazed by uh it has to be the komodo dragon yeah um it's something uh like i've seen in books and you see it on tv and then i was very fortunate and traveled to indonesia and went to the islands where komodo dragons are found because they have a very very limited distribution and to see the first one in the flesh what did um, it look like was it really big yeah they're huge yeah they're incredible and they walk really slowly and they have quite a broad shoulder gait you know so they're they're sort of like they're a a reptile they're the largest um uh, lizard uh in in the reptile family so if you imagine a crocodile that's lifted itself up off the ground a bit they walk he's doing push-ups yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah they have big strong shoulders and a huge impressive tail and they just walk really slowly and uh yeah there's something just a bit awesome about them you know they really make you stop in your tracks yeah now you say obviously like they're a breed of the the lizards and the way i got in contact with you was because i found a lizard in my own home garden at castlemaine i was my cat kitten might i add it was only a couple of weeks old was growling like i was like what is wrong with you so i had to run around the house twice to try and get the lizard off him but when i when i saw it i was so surprised because number one i haven't seen a frog in a very long time so to see a lizard in our garden i was quite amazed to it tell us about this yeah um your reaction is you're not alone you're definitely (laughs) not alone um i hear it quite a lot when i mention what i study uh people are like lizards oh my god i didn't know we had them in ireland you know have they come in because of climate change or they escape pets um but no we we have lizards in ireland they're they're native it's the common lizard um they're here since at least the last ice age oh wow yeah so they they've always been here they're the species uh the latin name to get technical is zootoca vivipara and they're actually one of the most widespread lizards in the world. You'll find them all the ways over to the Japanese archipelago. Uh, they live up into the Arctic, uh, as far south as northern Greece. And Ireland holds the most westerly population. Um, and 
that area um, they're cold adapted lizards mm. so they survive in those northern areas where a lot of um, you know say species like geckos and things that you might see on your holidays in Spain uh, they can't survive in countries um, where the weather is colder but this species can and that's why you get them in Ireland. Is that because they have adapted over the years or were they always like that? Um, yes yeah, so they uh, scientists have discovered that since uh, the ice, last ice ages ended um, which was about uh, 11,000 years ago um, and on mainland Europe even before that going back to the, the um, Pleiocene and Pleistocene uh, regions or uh, eras um, these lizards uh, followed glaciers as they melted and conquered new areas mm-hmm. and they moved into new lands so they moved up into say Germany and into Scandinavia and gradually across into the UK and Ireland mm-hmm. um, and they, the reason they do so well is they hibernate over winter so they'll disappear for the colder months and then they come back out in the summer months. Where would they hibernate? Uh, so you might uh, you might have an old stone wall near your garden, perhaps. So, <laughs> yep, there you go. So it's likely that your lizards are, are hanging out in that stone garden or a stone wall in your garden, and they'll go underneath rocks into crevices. Um, they'll go into even little burrows that maybe mice or bees have made. Um, mm. So they'll they'll utilize gaps that other animals have made, and they'll go uh, underground and they curl up and they'll sleep through the worst of the winter months so the one I found um, I don't know how old it was but it was about the size of my hand like my palm really but his tail had fallen off at that point and I did hear and you can correct me if this is true or not that their tails fall off when they're under attack so and it wiggles so the predator thinks that that's what they're chasing after so they can run away and it takes about a year for the tail to regrow yeah yeah you're right yeah it is uh, it's a rather amazing uh, adaptation that uh, our common lizards and, and other lizards have so uh, say your cat for example when they caught the lizard uh, the lizard has this amazing ability where it can release its tail Wow. Um, and yeah, as he said, the tail wiggles, it stays moving. Does so. any other animal have that ability? Um, well, we, we have an introduced lizard in Ireland called the slow worm. You find it in the UK and mainland Ireland. It's not native here. It was released in the 70s, they think, in um, around the Burren. Um, and they can do the same thing. They can release the tip of their tail. It, it really is, as far as I can think, um, it's just lizards, some other lizard species. Wow. But it's, yeah, it's incredible. So they can... Um, they can release that tail. It will hopefully distract the predator long enough so that the important part, the body and the head and the rest of the animal, um, can escape. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it is something that um, I'd ask people to re- be really careful. Um, if for some reason you have to handle the lizard, you know, so say if you were, you're rescuing it from the cat, um, just to avoid the tail area because it is, it's, it's a great adaptation, but it's also an expensive um, adaptation for the animal so hibernating through the winter months they store fat in their tail and it helps them survive so without that tail they're at a disadvantage um, and the fact that it also you mentioned it takes about a year so if a lizard lost their tail at the start of the summer they'd hopefully have regrown some of it before they hibernate in winter um, but it, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of eating food, um, for them to put the energy into regrowing that tail. Um, so it's it's a really amazing, amazing thing. Yeah. Um, but it's also just important that they keep the tail as long as they can. So just if and you, you do need a license to handle the animals. So I wouldn't go picking them up unless you really have to. Okay. I only yeah. picked him up that time because he 
he met the end of life at that point yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah it can happen they are really important parts of the food chain mm. um it's uh, something i've heard all sorts of animals eating them birds in particular uh so uh, something as big as a heron i've been sent some photos by um, a wonderful photographer in cork um of uh, a heron feeding on a lizard and even a tiny stone chat um, if you're not familiar with a stone chat, it's only about the size of a, li- of a, a robin. Oh my um, goodness. So yeah, everybody wants to uh, eat. But you know, he's quite long in a sense as well, mm-hmm. you know, for a bird so small to be able to catch him. I know. I was amazed when I saw the photo. Photo. Um, it's, uh, yeah, incredible. Um, but, you know, they're they're obviously um, important in, to so many animals in, in terms of food. And the lizard in that sense, what food is... They, what food do they feed on? Yeah, so our lizards, um, they will eat anything that fits in their mouth. So spiders, flies, beetles, worms. Mm. Uh, so in around those old stone walls, or um, I've often found them in sand dunes at beaches or uh, banks. You know, sometimes you'll get like banks between fields that are overgrown with vegetation. Mm-hmm. So they love to... Um, like hide around in nooks and crannies and things mm. and they'll sometimes like I've been looking at uh, say a, a hedgerow one day and this moth flew out all of a sudden and I was like oh what was that you know something scared it and then a lizard head popped out after it <laughs> so yeah they, they'll go along all these little gaps and things and just look for whatever they can find to eat. Mm-hmm. Now you also mentioned to me before we started recording that some people get them mixed up with you know frogs and stuff but there's a big difference between them yeah, so our common lizards um, are reptiles. So that means um, they have uh, scales. That's the, the big one. So you, when uh, on their skin, they have uh, tiny scales all over their bodies. Um, and then newts um, are an animal uh, also found in Ireland with a very, very similar body shape to lizards. So they, they have that same long body, the long tail, and the four legs kind of coming outwards from the body almost Um, but newts are amphibians which are related to to frogs and uh, of course are natterjack toads Um, and they have smooth skin Um, newts you tend to find more around water bodies so in springtime our newts come to uh, live in ponds Mm -hmm. and reproduce and then for the rest of the year they'll go off into damp kind of maybe woodland floors or boggy areas um, our lizards prefer drier um, habitats, so um, again, like vegetated banks, old stone walls. However, they, they can swim if they need to, so if they're trying to get away from something or if they see a nice juicy spider, uh, they will take the plunge and, and swim briefly across a, maybe like a, a little pond or a stream just to get at that food. Amazing. Yeah. Now, if anyone has any lizards or they've seen them in their own gardens... What can they do to protect them and should they contact you as soon as they see them? If you're so lucky to have lizards in your garden, I'd get absolutely nothing done. If I had lizards <laughs> in my garden, I'd just be out sitting with a cup of tea looking at them all the time. Um, but it's really wonderful if you do have them. Uh, you need to do very little. Um, so it's something that has been recommended for a, a lot of uh, wildlife is just to, to leave things a bit messy. You know, I know a lot of people like to keep things neat and tidy, but um, if you have messy patches in your garden, um, it will uh, you'd be amazed at what kind of wildlife might live there. Um, uh, lizards are what we call cold-blooded or um, ectotherms, so they like to lie out in the sun to warm up because they can't generate their own body heat. So if you have something like some flat stones that you can put near um, maybe the corner of your garden, 
uh, that's somewhere that they might choose to, to lie on. Sunbathe, <laughs> exactly. We all like to, a bit of sunbathing. So, so something like that is good to clear little areas to have sunny patches for our lizards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, having things messy, like maybe a couple of, you know, say, say a branch comes off a tree nearby, don't clear it all up you know just push it towards that corner and then you might get some beetles and then the lizard will come to eat the beetles Amazing. so it's it's very minimal um and then ideally you know to to protect them um they like to have some cover nearby so if you have that stone and you have some grass around it and some vegetation that's somewhere that if um the lizard spots a bird or a cat coming they have somewhere they can escape to yeah. So that vegetation cover is really important. Um, and then we mentioned the hibernation as well. So little nooks and crannies underneath those stones, mm-hmm. that's somewhere safe that they can hibernate to. And that, in a sense, is a perfect garden. You know, mm. as you see, a lot of people love a neat, tidy garden. There's not wrong with that. But at the end of the day, you want to be able to attract all this natural, you know, wildlife coming into your garden. Absolutely. You know, it has such a knock-on benefit. Uh, you know, hopefully... Once you start doing things like that in your garden, you'll see some amazing coloured butterflies. You might get some beautiful wildflowers growing. Um, and a lot of that transitions across the year as well. So mm-hmm. in spring, you might have, um, you know, orange tip butterflies coming in and you'll see those lizards coming out for the first time. Um, and, and, you know, oh, it's, it's getting that's warm amazing enough in itself. that the lizards that's, are coming That's you out. watching David Atterberg right here exactly. in your garden, you know. Yeah, hoodies <laughs> TV, just sit in your garden. Linda, you have so much knowledge, but if anyone wants to find out more about, you know, lizards or any bit of wildlife, what, what can they do? Where can they find you? Yes, yeah, so there's, um, uh, online is great. You know, there's lots of good information out there. Um, if anybody sees lizards, um, I would definitely suggest reporting them to the National Biodiversity Data Centre website. Mm-hmm. So you can go on there and you could submit your record. Um, and that's really important to have those locations and and sightings coming in you know from the public um i mentioned i I studied my masters recently and i was able to look at the distribution of the lizard across ireland based on a lot of records that you know just the members of the general public sent in which is absolutely fantastic um but if you want to read more about them um especially here in kerry we have a wonderful website called discoverevera.ie and it includes some work on our common lizards um, and yeah, there's there's actually some really nice resources in there for kids as well. So Lovely. it's always really great when you see the the young next generation going out and mm-hmm. and exploring our local wildlife. And it can make all the difference in their career in the future. Absolutely, you never know. Whole Linda, future zo- zoologists out there. Yes, joining you in the future. <laughs> That's it, Linda. It's been so fascinating to talk to you, and thanks for taking the time to come no out here problem. today. It's been lovely to to share one of our most charismatic animals.